0: All right, welcome back, fam, to another episode of The Tosses. Plenty to unpack this week. Now, Crawl, it's been a massive week in the sporting department. Um, it has.
1: It's more a massive, like, couple of days just gone. What we're recording, we this Tuesday. So today we just had the Boston Celtics and the Heat game. And then in the NHL as well, we had... Uh, it was the oh, the Golden Knights went through against Dallas Stars. And then the weekend of footy was just fucking terrible as well. For <laughs> so many upsets.
0: If you got four out of nine, you're probably doing well.
1: There was, they, they said today on ESPN, Tipping and AFL Tipping, there was nine people who got nine tips. In the whole of Australia
0: That's like What do they call it Is it the kiss of death The one person that does it The opposite way around Yeah
1: even they didn't get The nine the nine picks this week
0: it was, That was insane and It's almost like What me and my dad do Because we're shocking at tipping We just always go with the heart It's very much a you know, oh, Pick yeah, the bat list And then one round Out of like you know Maybe every three years, you just look like a masterstroke. You're,
1: you're not going with your heart. You're going with all the upsets to make up the
0: bad tips from the start <laughs> of the season. You're just trying to climb it back every weekend. but It just gets you deeper in the hole. Talking of a master stroke, though, and some some out there are calling me the oracle after I cashed out the R promotion for $300 on the weekend. Oh,
1: I've spoken to a lot of friends about that and they did not do that. Oh, they stuck it through for some reason.
0: I've been getting so many text messages. I think it, it started 400 then went down to 300 then it went to fifty, then two hundred, then three hundred. And I cashed out and they won uh game six to even it up. And I'm like, oh geez, I should have held on here.
1: Cause yeah, they would have given it even more. And they were they were heavy favourites going in today. Yeah. They're like a dollar fifty to three dollars fifty eight or something for the heat.
0: After the win before in Miami, hostile territory, and then to dish up a performance like this—it's like you should have just bow out in like game four. Like, what's the point in even bothering?
1: Yeah, no, no, they're pretty, that they just can't come back from behind. Like that is Jason Tatum is the weakest mentally like in the game at the moment. Like I mean they did come back from 3-0 to 1. and to be fair that buzzer beater by Devin White in the game in game 6 was dope. Oh, like by the Celtics side.
0: Absolutely. Like I'm not a big basketball fan, but that was unbelievable.
1: Um, how do, how do you inbound it with 3 seconds left and then get have enough time to get the shot go up. Marcus Smart turn around put the shot up and then get the rebound again. Like three that 3 seconds is way longer than you think, I think.
0: Do you always when, feel like you know, the last the last five minutes of the fourth quarter would have to go for at least two hours. Yeah, or at least that's, correct, that's how correct. much it feels. No, no,
1: it does, it does. That is, I tend to agree that with most NBA games is you may as well just skip the first three quarters and then come in late. Because for some reason they'll be 20 points up and yeah, it'll get super tight towards the end. Every fucking game does it.
0: It's a conspiracy, man. It's like WWE. It's, well, an, it's, it's an entertainment It is just business. an entertainment.
1: There's some stat out there, that I've probably said this before that, When you're trying to gamble on certain games, ice hockey's the hardest, like as in they've got the most upsets when or whatever they give the odds at. If there's a favourite, the most upsets happen. I think like something like 80% of the time in the NBA, like the favourites, like 70, 80% the favourites win. Yeah, NBA, they just don't really give a fuck because they play 86 games throughout a season. Like they're just fucking knackered. Sometimes they're just ringing it in for sure. Like once you've made it, I don't really start watching the season until after the All-Star break because that's when it like, the teams are like, all right, now we actually need to try and make yeah. the playoffs. Before that, they're just coasting by and <laughs> whatever they can do. And then the other teams go, well, now we need to tank for to get the highest draft pick <laughs> to get Victor Wembanyama.
0: Because what is it? It's um, it it's like a lottery, right? You get a you get a percentage yeah. chance of winning it as opposed to like a set one. Like you know what was in the AFL when they had the Cruiser Cup? You know, teams were just tanking to yeah, get the number yeah. one draft pick because. If you won less than a certain game over like two or three years, you got a priority pick. So it was like one and two.
1: Yeah. So, how do the AFL just not care about tanking or they just don't think we tank at all? Well, they get fined if you do tank.
0: So, they got rid of the priority pick for that reason. It wasn't just purely based on like how many games you'd won over a period. There's still a priority pick, but it's at the AFL's discretion. So, if they think think you're, you're really battling. But they still want to see you having a crack, you don't have (laughs) teams just throwing away games at the end of the season.
1: Oh, well, we'll see. Not playing. I mean, the teams are pretty shit to start the season, like the Hawks and North have like so many young players. They just start the season tanking and everyone knows it.
0: It just reminds me of a story, which is kind of tanking, but not tanking by a team. But back where I'm from, Alexandra, there was a gun player there, Braden Norris. He was on North Melbourne's list for a while and Alexandra and Thornton, two teams about ten Ks away, absolutely despised each other. Bad blood, did not get on fights all the time. Anyway, it was like the last game of the, the final last game of the season. And Braden was winning the league goal kicking by like something like nineteen goals. Something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And Thornton were down the bottom of the ladder mm. and a team came and played him. And some bloke who is, you know, number second booted like twenty goals. That is unbelievable, the thought. That is so good. That is so spineless. So some blokes come in, kick nah. twenty is you know, nineteen behind, kicked <laughs> like twenty goals in the last game of the season. I love that. And beating, you know, ex, you know, <laughs> AFL Easter Braden Norris. Like That doesn't happen enough anymore. I fucking
1: love that these days. That's like something to get posted on Resi's footballs or something. Like those sort of stats. There's not enough hatred. I think there is probably in country footy now, there's still a heap of hatred out there. Not in the AFL, but that is that is unbelievable. <laughs> Imagine I've never seen a guy kick 20 goals in a game. Like how bad can the defenders be?
0: Well, that's. I think they were pretty bad, but like they obviously, you know, gave them a free run in the last <laughs> quarter. You know, there, there wouldn't be much of a defensive effort. I think they probably put them all in the forward line. Yeah, what's, and it the, was com-
1: just, yeah, what's the conversation like?
0: They're, they're down. They're down by like you know 150 points, and they've only got one defender. It's yeah. just one on one in the forward. And the 50. defender's
1: going, mate. I'm about to run off you here, and it's the centre bounce. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> you just have the open forward line all to yourself.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious! Outrageous! Who is that?
1: Is that your local team, Thornton, or are you Alex? No,
0: I live in the town Thornton, but I'm very much an Alexandra footballer. Yeah, right. So you're a bit cut. Yeah, was, was your dad
1: coaching at the time?
0: No, no, no. But it's recent. Like this is seniors. Like this is a good league. Well, not the best league, but well, <laughs> evidently it's not the best league. But that's that that's a spineless effort. I, I like it. If if some if my team was getting drizzled by that much and someone was just letting the other team like just kick goals willy-nilly, I'd just walk off in disgust.
1: Yeah, true. But it's... Oh God, it's still funny for this. I just like it for the gag. Did you, did you ever grow up... I was thinking about this the other day. Did you ever grow up in one of those... Like imagine growing up playing footy in one of those sides that lose by 100 to 150 points every week. Oh, every week. That would just be fucking demoralizing. Well, Do any of those footballers who've grown up in those teams go on to be AFL stars. Because I've I have i I've never played in a team that's lost by that much ever.
0: No same. We we gave some teams a pants. Yeah. yeah. Like just in juniors, you know, there'd yeah, always 100%. be the one or two teams and they just get drilled. And How, then you uh, kind of feel bad because like some of the coaches are pretty backwards and they like they just keep the side the same. But it's like, you know, what's the does it matter if you're going to lose from 120 or lose by 200? At least give, like, some of the kids a crack. Yeah, like give get, the boys a don't, run. Don't, don't leave some little kid in the forward line for the whole game <laughs> where he's not going to, like, see the ball once. Yeah, put him... And that's
1: they'd always leave their best players in the guts for, like, the whole game. Yeah, or full back. And they're still losing by 100 points. So yeah. you may as well come on. Just And the forward line, yeah, the forward line, they get no touches. But growing up, that must have been... Like, that must have been mentally tough on those kids. I could not have stand. There's no way I'd play. I would be immediately looking to jump ship.
0: There's kind of either two scenarios. They're either like CEOs or entrepreneurs because they can just handle just the utmost amount of stress, (laughs) or they're they're in prison. Exactly. (laughs) Like, there's
1: no in between. Or they still live. No, there is one. They still live at home with their parents (laughs) because they put them through that shit. If honestly, if anyone's listening and has like grown. Grew up, I want more than one year in one of those teams. I've like, grown up in it.
0: They turn on the, like, the football and the TV and it's like, you know, those Vietnam War veterans who get like flashbacks yeah, of PTSD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: turn on to that Hawks West Coast game and go, oh no, that's go line. Oh, That's terrible. I've, they're, they're fuel for West Coast. Yeah, I don't know whether I've, I've ever met anyone who has been in one of those sites, but I was just thinking the other day, that would, that would personally just kill me.
0: We might do a poll after this, but <laughs> what is the worst football loss that you've ever experienced? Please get back to yeah, us.
1: Please, yeah, please get back. I would like to actually talk to someone to like get their opinion on being in the side like that. I don't think there can't be many AFL players because AFL players would be good juniors, so they'd be carrying their teams along. Yeah. So I don't think there'd be any blokes from those teams in the AFL is, mm. my, is my sort of opinion on it.
0: Unless there's just one absolute jet.
1: Well they might yeah, exactly, but then they carry the team or you just you just give up on footy, like yeah. you said. If you're losing by that much, you just give up on it. I was actually speaking of a footy, should we should we jump codes?
0: Let's jump codes.
1: Because data, we're recording this Tuesday, as I said before. Tomorrow night in Adelaide is the state of origin. So on Wednesday night and uh,
0: Adelaide's had a bloody cracking run at sport this year. Yeah, with the, uh, what's, gather round? Gather round. The day-night um, test, gather day round. They've had the live golf. Um, oh, yeah, forgot about and that. And now they've got origin. It's like, make Adelaide great again. There's a bit going on here.
1: Well, Toss, how much do you know, like you've grown up in Victoria your whole life, how much do you know or do, how much do you care about origin?
0: Well, I think being a Victorian, that you go for Queensland out of the pure hatred of of New Zealand, New, Zee- New South Wales. That's fair.
1: Yep, and that's it. That's all you care about with state origin. Yeah, exactly. You have know, you ever? Did you ever go when
0: they the, have it down here at the G? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Correct. No, I actually haven't been. I can be fantastic. You know, just get on the four X's, um, put a maroon jumper on. I was about to
1: ask you. Do you know how many players play on each each team?
0: <laughs> nah, mate. I, I, I'm mad, but I c- <laughs> I can only remember back to when it was the glory days when you had um, Slater. Um, Oh, well, well,
1: exactly. But th- that's the thing. You probably would remember that because um, it was Kane like... Smith, like Yeah, well, they were Melbourne Storm players. Yeah. That all played and that probably helped you like go for them as well. Played in the spine. Yeah. And they, to be fair, they were Jets and they thumped New South Wales every freaking week.
0: What's that video on Brown Cardigan where they're playing at like, is the West Tigers ground? And there's a guy Oi, Thurston. Oi, Thurston. Where's your Queensland spirit now, you dumb prick? It only happens three times a year.
1: I don't know, dude. I don't remember. Uh, I'll give you credit. Your impression then was, you know, what it sounded great. I can't, I can't quite picture the meme that you're trying to do. It's right just now like the your video.
0: typical bogan who's <laughs> probably like you know had ten schoonies in the Rudy Hill RSL. There
1: is, it is a very much a different crowd
0: Two AFL matches. It's the NRL match. It's a lot more tribal. I feel like people generally in Sydney, from what I can tell, stick more to their certain areas. And like, if you're actually from that area, you go for the team. Like, if you were to go to like Collingwood, right? Not everyone would go for Collingwood. It'd just be like- Well, that's no, all hipsters now. Yeah. It's all different.
1: Oh, well, they're on the weekend. It's very much, uh, I can't imagine many of them going for Collingwood, but we've been <laughs> <in> Collingwood now. <laughs> that's for sure. But yeah, that I agree. It's up there in Queensland. You very much, uh, you go for whatever city you're living in. Yeah. But, but Melbourne's different. They don't have big. They all have their own city in the
0: NRL and stuff. Just their own, here. like yeah, kind of like centralization. Like everyone in Manly goes like Manly. You know the, the yeah. eastern suburbs the Chookies, the Roosters.
1: Yeah, up the Roosters. We can go. mate, we could, name, we, could we could name them all. We could ask. Go. We could just sit here and name them all, but we won't because that'd be very boring. Just prove that we
0: actually know. <laughs> yeah, where we are, know right. it.
1: Well, who's who's? Let's go. Okay, let's make it. Who's your tip? And give me, give me some little insight. Give me, you know what? I've put, I've put you on the spot here. I'll give you some time. Give me a little, little sneaky bet to put on. Pick a number between 1 and 17. So all the players are numbered from like the starters, are like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Give me one of them to do and give me a stat. Something nope. for someone to put some money on, all right?
0: No, nah, just take Queensland on the line. Bro. Queensland on <laughs> <and> the line.
1: <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure New South Wales are favourites, although Latrell's out and Nathan Cleary's he's in doubt. But uh, yeah, no, no, get that sports bet up here. We'll we'll give the boys our um the, sorry the boys and girls girls can bet as well our state of origin bets. And then you know what? When this goes out live Thursday, fuck, all, no one can put the bets. So we'll give <laughs> our tips, I haven't really thought this through. Too
0: late. All right, skip this. We'll go. While we're on the subject, well, who do you
1: think will win? You're going the Queensland line the for l- Queensland. Yep. Ooh, okay, it's two dollars for Queensland, a dollar eighty for New South Wales. I reckon Junior Paulo is going to score for a score for the Blues, and I think the Blues will win. Oh, I think we're going to win by
0: four points. All right, that's enough of Crawley. I think sh- to win by four sh- points. Shitty bet. Um, no, that's just my that's my prediction. And watch, it'll come true just reminded me of something which is quite topical as well. That's uh, what we're about on
1: this podcast, uh, eight Topics.
0: Big American singer who would, you know, kind of of sponsor the NRL. I like tropics. Simply the best. Uh, uh, uh. Better Better than than all the rest. rest. Uh. Unfortunately, Tina Turner has passed away.
1: Mm, Is this in commemoration um, in it?
0: It is. And, you know... They sure. used to plaster her for the NRL acts. But what I really want to get to the bottom of, an American singer and a song, Nutbush City Limits. Why is that just a cult-like I song? I saw this
1: as well. And we're the only country that does the yeah, dance to
0: this, it. that's why. I mean, I don't yeah. get it. She's not an Australian singer. She's from America. Like,
1: and Nutbush is, Nutbush is where she grew up or something. That's like a city, that's a real city. The Nutbush City Limits. I think she uh, grew I, up in Nutbush. I, I think this is what
0: I read I assume it would be a nickname for a C or something. But, like, why – who was the one that – was there someone in the education department in this like, 80s, right, Who's just, like, love this song? Like, can you imagine if you are in the education department, right, and, like, maybe there weren't checks and balances. You're just like, yeah, like, fuck it, let's, let's do this. This would be fun. We'll just get everyone to sing the nut bush and do a dance. Like, yeah, who was the teacher that came up with it? Yeah. It's like I need to know as well where did it come from that when you play Eagle Rock, yeah. you have to drop your Dax. Yeah. I've heard some theories that it was Same. started at like, you know, a, a college in the University of Queensland, some ag kids, and then it spread. But they're but just rumours.
1: Ne- yeah, exactly. They're just rumours. I need some verification. It's it's like, yeah, um, the, the Eagles. Am I ever going to see your face again? No. no way. But, get, yeah, but, where did that come from? Yeah. Again, I think that's the uni scene. I believe it is back in the day. It's sort of like when our parents went to university. But yeah, who who is the first to come up with those things? And the, and the worst part is they have zero claim to fame. Also, if you're that age, you can probably... Well, that's the thing. You can say it. No one's going to mm-hmm. believe you.
0: I remember mum telling me, because she was a school teacher, and back in, like, it must have been in the 90s or something. There was just a... Oh,
1: Jackie Nutbush. Isn't <laughs> they, wasn't <that> <laughs> there, there was a band playing there. Jackie <laughs> Nutbush Dossel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they, they, they were playing... Um, am I ever going to see your face again by the angels? And every single student, 400 of them, (laughs) just singing along and teach what can we do? We can't put 400 kids in detention. Your mum's at the front going, with me kids. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like real, just like Australian niche stuff that like no one from another country would understand. I think
1: because we are naturally, we're just bogans and we just love doing bogan shit. And all those things, you put them together, Swearing, dropping your dacks. And then Nubbush that, that is a weird little dance, terrible dance. Yeah. I mean, but they're just, they ca- they seem so uniquely Australian. I can't imagine many other countries doing them really. <laughs> Although the Irish have that weird Irish jig, but that's R- just in their culture. River dancing. Yeah, river dance. Why is it river dancing? Do they dance on the rivers? I'm, I'm,
0: I'm sure they're not the only country in the world that's got rivers and dances.
1: Yeah, but that's a weird dance with their little feet. Yeah. Is that because I don't know, <laughs> they're light on their
0: feet. Um, While we're on the subject of kids and misbehaving I don't know if you followed the news recently But the kids that lit the big building on fire in Sydney They, pardon? They, did you not see that? The massive inferno in like Oh, Sary they hills lit or something. it on fire And it was some school children that. And then, you know, every generation's usually Like, oh, the kids are getting worse and they're getting worse And you're like, oh, God, really? What? Well...
1: Did they, I want to know the petrol, like did they put a lot of petrol around? I don't what type know, of fire but I don't, I don't know did how they started, but they did
0: a bloody good job of it. Now they have been, either they're like, they've been going to scouts or I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, when you're at school and you just mess around with Bunsen burners. Yeah,
1: correct. Like you don't, <laughs> there is, sometimes I've lit shit on fire that I'm like, oh, I didn't realise that was going to go up in flames so fast. <laughs> like I'd, would, I could see myself back in the day, yeah, just put, lighting up something on the wall thinking that won't go up in flames and it
0: would just go straight up in flames. Probably one of the stupidest things that you can do at school is just give a heap of like 13 and 14 year old boys access to like gas and a Bunsen burner. Dude, we, yeah, we, <laughs> we
1: used to just light it straight off the the gas, like not even put on the pipe. It was yeah. just, <laughs> one of us was like, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> we did some dumb shit and there was always that one like idiot in the class. As in he was, IQ was pretty low and he was sort of the class clown.
0: It just burn like the um, eyebrows
1: off? Yeah, correct. Absent father or something. Like just the, <laughs> that classic sort of child rolling around. <laughs> yeah. He would, yeah, he'd burn the back of his hand, burn his eye, melt the pens. Any you could think of. We just want to make shit blow up. Like I think we made alcohol in, uh, we did have one cool chemistry teacher that let us make alcohol. And I was like, oh my God, give, me, give it to me. I'll drink it all, drink it all. It was like 0.02%. There was no alcohol in there. No. Then I'm there all day going around like, yeah, I just had alcohol in chemistry class. Whatever, kids. I, remember I wasn't young. I was about 16. Remember the
0: old sparkler bombs?
1: <laughs> no, what? What? Like as in the sparklers?
0: Yeah. You never made a sparkler bomb.
1: What do you do? Like put them in a piece of paper or wrap them up in? We can
0: put them all in a bottle and light it. And just no? Bangs. Mate. Maybe you Aubrey boys are a bit better behaved than I thought You know, we're pretty ratchet
1: to the teachers <laughs>
0: That's for sure What was the rowdiest thing that ever happened in a muck-up day at Aubrey High?
1: Well, the muck-up days got cancelled the year before But I remember we didn't have a year 12 common room Because the year 12's before, I shat in the microwave and turned it on
0: Well, that's kind of unfair, you're getting punished <laughs> for <like I> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Terrible prank because that would have fucking stunk out the whole like, building <laughs> someone shits in a microwave What else did they do? I
0: can't Yeah, that, that's a lot w- I mean, I always complain I can never recook fish in the work office But I would take the fish yeah, any remember, day. Oh Yeah, someone laying a
1: dump I remember when I was younger walking to school on a mic up day And I saw these two older blokes I knew And I was like, motherfucker And we're on just a one-way street So there was a drain next to us, a fence next to us And yeah. we couldn't turn around, we had to go to school And then they just had big white pouches of flour and walked straight past. Bang! Me and my brother, flower everywhere. we were fucked. We we're like in. We would have been like, 13, 14 years old, and then we just had to go to school like that. But we didn't get to do anything mad, which sucked. We sort of just played paintball and stuff, which wasn't cool. But um, I can't remember any of other stories from the the juniors. Blows. Where at yourself? Did you have any months? The 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 classes in front of you that fucked up?
0: No, not really. I think it. it Caulfield which quite a You know Prominent private school That it was Well regulated Oh yeah I mean yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Someone like Ordered in like A hundred pizzas Or something Yeah but yeah And then the school Just had to pay for it Yeah like, school didn't For that though <laughs> I think they would
1: Have been alright I think someone Let loose like Three pigs is that the classic – is this a story that's, I've heard? That's the,
0: the classic stories. That, you and know you that, name them uh, – yeah, you number them one to ten, but then you s- skip seven. No, yeah, four. So it's like you, it you've is. got like, you know, one, two, and number four. Yeah, so then they, they spend ages looking yeah. for the number three. <laughs> yeah, they can't find because it does not exist. Or like, you know, someone talks about they let a cow in there and then like it went upstairs and they can't go downstairs. But yeah. like I seriously doubt anyone from a Melbourne private school had the annuity – ingenuity – or would, like, want to waste, you know, taking a cow all the way from home just to go upstairs. And
1: in the city would be, like, it'd be tough. Ultimate prank. Yeah. But then, that's, cows are expensive as well, yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure Melbourne grammar have some old rule in there, which they never changed, which was like, the captain was allowed to dry, ride his horse. Yeah, yeah. just, like, really had, had a yeah. primary spot, he could leave it. So, like, ever, one year, the, the captain hired a horse and just rode it to school or just... Dropped it, left it there, and can people still ride horses like to school
1: or work or anything? Do you think that'd still be allowed? Say you've got a horse in your backyard.
0: Well, yeah. What is the legislation like? Can I just hop on the open road? Do you get a ho- Do you have to have a horse license? I don't think so. But like, this is how much society's changed. My grandparents on Mum's side rode horses to school. That's how they got to school. Yeah. And then in the period, whereabouts? The- so here in the
1: city or in the country? East Gippsland. Is that in the country? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a bit different to riding a horse to school. In and the then
0: city. one time my grandma's brother just, you know, didn't really want to learn at school. So he'd kind of just leave the gate a little bit open so all the horses would... Well, got to get him.
1: I think they wouldn't really notice if you didn't go to school back then either. I think you'd just leave. Although they're probably small enough that you could. But then no, you just take you, your guns to school and stuff, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, well, I think we've spoken about this before. Yeah. He's like... And when dad was young in like a rural high school, they'd have gun club after school. So all the young boys would ride to school in their BMX bikes, have the, you know, sawn off shotgun over the arm, you know, just leave it in the um, the cloaking room mm. of the school. Go to school, do their lessons, pick it up again, just ride off, ride to gun club and, you know, any little pigeon on the way there. Yeah. <laughs> Tough luck, brother. I guess brother. you sort
1: of needed them back in the day because on the farm you got to shoot stuff. These days would like when in your day to day life do you need to shoot anything? I mean, you did have a mouse in the house the other <laughs> week. Would you have shot that? Probably not in your house because it damaged the walls. Probably not. But when when else you don't really need to use a gun anymore? No, nah. unless well, unless I wonder if I want to tell this story about Lee Kernigan. No, fuck it, I'll tell it. <laughs> but I had a mate who's I think they're related to the Kernigans or whatever. Oh, or well, they used to live next door to them in the country. And then one of their dogs used to go over and like chase the chooks next door at the Kernigans' place. This little dog and kept doing it. like, stop doing it. The Kernigans got pissed off. And then one day they came home. The dogs hung up on the letterbox. Lee Kernigan shot the dog and hung it up on the letterbox because it kept coming over to kill the chooks. <laughs> Can we get that verified? I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Lee's a fucking psycho. <laughs> like, it, they're from around Aubrey somewhere, Aubrey Wodonga. That is generally what happened. They don't. They don't breed in the same anymore. Lee Kernaghan, certified freak, cancel. Was he? Was that he? Like a sort of heartthrob back in the day? Was he Keith Urban level when he was big?
0: I. He didn't. I don't think he had the international appeal. Was he? But Where he the boys
1: are in the bush, and we're back in town. It was. There was the three him, and then Troy Casadale. Remember yeah. Troy Casadale as well. But he was more of a little small, little high pitched voice sort of guy. <laughs> but I remember he was massive when we were younger. Bit of a weird. Weird country Who are the big Australian country music artists
0: now? Brad Cox Pretty big um, Brad Cox? M- yeah Morgan Evans Is quite big internationally But he's more country pop Yeah
1: I have not heard of either, either of those guys
0: But I think it's it's very like niche Because I think if you want to get big in the US You kind of got to drop your Australian accent Because like Keith Urban Doesn't sing with an Australian accent
1: Yeah but he never did And he's not Australian He's from New Zealand No I won't we'll claim him still Yeah we could. I could do a whole episode on Keith Urban.
0: Oh, I just love him.
1: I do love Keith Urban. And him, what a power couple in Nicole Kidman. Yeah. We had sidetracked, but that is just two Aussies, two Aussies making it in the world. And Keith's hair has been the same for so long. Isn't it interesting? I swear my mum used to have
0: the same hair. I'm just, sorry, I was just thinking about Nicole Kidman. Oh, She's I've gone full circle. Me. She's gone from Scientology, Tom Cruise, to country boy, Keith Urban.
1: Hey, you can't take, well, she was a bogan. You can't take the bogan out. You can't the city out. Put those two together. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But she's a bogan. Have you seen um what's BMX Bandits? Where she got her start. No. She's got the classic Australian nasally accent. Australian
0: accents on movies and TV internationally. You you just listen to it. and You're like, is that really how we sound? Well, it's so poignant. It
1: is. But that's because we grew up watching like the the US sort of stuff.
0: I think because when you hear right. You're used to it And you hear it around stuff So You don't, just don't notice it Because it's you know Part of the uh, The background You, but, I, but, I don't
1: notice it on you
0: But when you hear it like You know <laughs> Benchmarked <laughs> Against like people Who are speaking without an accent Or like it's like Holy shit <laughs> Yeah
1: Yeah I think I've said it on here before but Yeah when we are overseas We just hear this Oh how are you guys going We're like fuck <laughs> take me away shoot me now i do not i oh, have not gone another over, one not another one i haven't gone overseas to hang out with another fucking aussie i've got oh. my mates here let me experience the country all right leave me the fuck alone and this girl like she was thick australian accent you just in somewhere nice like santorini you know? yeah it was yeah it was, in, it was in barcelona and she sounded like she was from
0: the depths of fucking queensland it was fucking <laughs> disgusting and then like you get over it But then like after like a couple of weeks You're like I really want someone to do some heavy drinking with yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know that they're just a lock in To oh, like and get they on can, the yeah, gas They
1: can pick you out They can pick you out from the crowd though We do stick out for some reason We yeah. must be able to smell it on each other I don't know what it is Probably the alcohol Yeah exactly Alright we'll take a break I was thinking about prisoners the other day Like surely You don't have to keep them locked up in cells You just sort of like Give them their own little towns that are blocked off, but purge style, anything goes there. Like they have the same laws as us, but the cops are just like, Meh, you guys kill each, whatever.
0: It's not really prison then, if you're just living in a bit of a town though, and you can do whatever you want.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. So it's still, it's really nice for the sort of community, and then assimilating, assimilating them back in. Yeah, you, if someone society.
0: just murdered your family, do you want them to like, you know, have a decent life just back in the community?
1: Yeah, I'd much rather that. That they're just living in a. T- it's all other prisoners. Are you well? What do you. Mate, this is so much better because then they come out less angry. Prison's okay. It doesn't cost as much. They're still working, so they're earning a living. Yeah, but some less, of it's, it, to- it costs less in tax. But it's, it's not all about rehabilitation. Some of it's punishment as well, mate. Well, they are getting punished because they've got to hang out with just dudes the whole time. There's no <laughs> women there. It's just all dudes. That's, isn't that a punishment enough? No, probably not. And then they run their own. It's not shit. Exa- it's not exactly Alcatraz. Well then you, then like they're gonna have to have people like running like a laundromat and stuff. People running I- running like the seven eleven down the road. Like there's some big guys that have to run a seven eleven. That'd be shit. You're an idealistic utopian thinker. Imagine being a f- the, the, the cleaner in prison. Like you're the like the the, the lowest of the low in prison town you've got to do the clean, everyone's cleaning and work at the sewage works. The longest yard. Well, exactly. So you've got to make some coin there. So there are punishments. Sorry to anyone that does any of those jobs I've just mentioned as it's a punishment for a prison town.
0: There is actually a cracking book, right, which is called Marching Powder, which is based in Bolivia, and it's about, like, an English drug trafficker who, you know, gets done for taking cocaine um, out of Bolivia to another country, and he gets locked up in the prison in... Um, La Paz Which is yep. A massive city Being there And there was this Prison And because Bolivia Is such a poor country yeah. like, they, they can't afford To like give you Like food and stuff Or mattresses So if you've got no money Or you don't have any family You're screwed right But like they'll have People have Little shops and stuff yeah. Inside the prison and sell it I'd and, have them in prison town And so like the, the, the Get them in The poorest people Would just sleep on the concrete And then like the rich people Who are like You know from cartels And stuff like that Will be in like These big penthouses In the prison They've got TVs and couches And they'll actually have Their like family Live with them there
1: Mate this sound, oh, That could be no, You're and, giving and, me great ideas For prison town
0: here. And so the, the guy The <laughs> British guy Who was there His way of making money Was he'd like People would go in, pay the guards, and he'd take 50% of them and then take them for a tour inside like the prison nice. like while it's there. <laughs> yeah. But they reckon that's where like the most potent cocaine in like all of Bolivia got made. They'd make it in the prison overnight and then just
1: Well that that'd still be illegal in prison town if I was if I was running the show. They can't make illegal stuff in there. That yeah. ex- just extends their lives. But even if they do, they get a couple more years and they just sell it to the prisoners. It's just like society. Like, there's a lot of people out here doing drugs yeah. that aren't going to prison for it. It's people that suddenly... I think it's a... I think they do it in Sweden somewhere as well. I think it's a good idea, personally.
0: But, but yeah, if, if anyone likes reading, read Marching Powder. Fantastic book. And if you're ever in Bolivia, see if you can try and get into um, San Pedro Prison in La Paz.
1: And uh, if you want to invest in prison town, I'm all ears <laughs> uh, for any big investors out there. Or if you just want to join and... Uh, Come make it with you. You know what? We could do an experiment. I would happily run a prison town camp. Get a few people in,
0: sort of like what's that har? What's the Harvard experiment called? Stanford prison. Stanford experiment. prison Harvard. A <laughs> real Lord of the Flies operation, right? You know, survival of <laughs> the fittest.
1: Imagine me just getting like a couple of uni students and just chucking them in, like a <laughs> like fend for yourselves. Yeah.
0: Well, I
1: think that's all we got time for this week. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it with the sport that's going on. What's what are you up to for the next next week and stuff?
0: I'm keeping a low profile, mate. So let's, let's end he- it right head in, there. Heading back home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah head, head between my legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same as we. All right, gang. Catch up. Ciao.